0: Welcome to the Catalyst Life Coaching Podcast with John Kim and Noelle Cordeaux. If you're inspired to begin your own life coaching practice or just want to learn a little bit more about what it's all about, visit journey.co, that's J-R-N-I dot C-O, for more information. Your adventure awaits.
1: Hey guys, on today's episode, we're going to talk about loneliness and how to coach someone through loneliness, which is becoming an epidemic. Noel, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. So let's talk about loneliness and why it's become such a big thing today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Lots of reasons. The disintegration of communities where people are not uh, paying attention as much to what happens in their local towns their hometowns they don't know their neighbors they go to work and come home Mm -hmm. and of course social media and technology is a major contributor towards
1: loneliness and isolation and so why is social media contributing to loneliness so how how's that how's that occurring
0: so it's social media and it's also technology computers cell phones all of the things that make us feel connected but don't really give us the true nutritional boost that comes from one-on-one human contact. I can explain this a little bit further. So whenever you receive an Instagram ding or a Facebook like or a text message, your body produces dopamine, which is the first component of healthy one-on-one human connection. Unfortunately, With technology, it simulates social connection, and we lack the follow-through of serotonin that takes place when we're meeting with real people in real life one-on-one. And so you're kept with this dopamine hit in this constant state of wanting another fix of connection through technology, and you're never actually getting the serotonin regulator, which completes the process and makes us feel safe, whole, seen, understood, and secure.
1: Yes, 100%. And also, I, I think, you know, if you're always ordering delivery, and you get used to that, you're not going to want to actually put your clothes on and go out to eat at a restaurant. And think, so true. Yeah, and I think with social media, because there's just, you know, there's apps for everything. It's making us... Um, lazy in a way. Uh, And also, especially the new kids coming up, they're not getting tools to actually make eye contact and, you know, go up to people and ask them out on dates and just engage that human exchange is 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 just becoming so different.
0: I'm so glad you brought up eye contact, because that was that is part of the thing that I really wanted to talk about today. Mm. There is a great article that came out in the Harvard Business Review called The Social Muscle. And for me as a coach, it was really eye-opening because I had this assumption that when people are lonely, a way to coach them through it is to say, hey, just get out more, uh, build your social network, make more connections. And what I learned is that that's actually not true.
1: Well, also, if you just say that, they they're going to struggle with doing it. <laughs>
0: with the doing it, yeah, a hundred percent. So, when people are feeling lonely and they're feeling socially isolated, um, what actually helps is psychoeducation on how your brain and how your body works, mm. and and what actually works really surprised me. Um, so number one, it's important to understand that feeling lonely has a snowball effect and can also be contagious to those around you.
1: Oh, interesting. A
0: hundred percent. And when you're feeling lonely, your body is on high alert for social threats. And so your nervous system is engaged and this compounds the feeling of loneliness and causes people to retreat further and makes these feelings of isolation just become like walls,
1: so when we're lonely, um our, our body tries to protect us. Is that why we we the social alert thing happens?
0: Yeah, and it's interesting because feelings of isolation are a genetic um, evolutionary trait that signals to us. To get back with the tribe that signals to you that you're you're unsafe you're you need to be with other people Mm, But in modern life What's been happening is those feelings of being on a high alert for threats? Actually cause us to retreat more because like so many other evolutionary traits things that used to serve us when we were cavemen Really don't work out in modern life,
1: right? So that's a really good point. So when we're coaching someone um, who's experiencing loneliness, it's not just a on paper, here's what you do, go outside, get involved in communities. I mean, it can be part of it, but that alone, it's not going to be that helpful in in coaching people with that.
0: A hundred percent. No, really what needs to happen is people need to reverse the process. And that includes relearning basic skills, like reading social cues, Mm -hmm. like tone voice, eye contact, and posture. Practicing eye contact is one of the biggest, scariest, hardest, and most important things for someone to do.
1: Yes. And I think, um, especially in the dating landscape, because we are now, uh, we've turned each other into baseball cards because of dating apps. Um, I, no eye contact and also lots of ghosting, <laughs> not treating people well.
0: And and also phones. I mean, when I'm sitting in a restaurant, I typically do not have my phone out. I'm usually oh, right. the yeah. only person in the restaurant that doesn't have my phone out, especially in L.A. And if I look around the restaurant because I'm by myself looking to maybe make eye contact with another human, God forbid. God forbid.
1: Yeah, It's I, almost
0: I, offensive.
1: I think you're right. I think the phone is probably the biggest factor – That is uh, making us not look at each other because our eyes are always on the phone and we're getting we're getting dopamine via, you know, all the notifications or whatever we're, we're looking at.
0: It's a form of avoidance and we're putting walls up and we're preventing ourselves from engaging in community.
1: You know, the other thing that psychoeducation does is when you get your client to understand what's happening. Um, then they internalize it less because I think one of the dangerous things about feeling loneliness is you start to attach meaning. So because you're lonely, it means that you are, you know, defective or weird or whatever meaning you attach. And then you start internalizing that.
0: A hundred percent. Another skill set that can really help with combating loneliness and reversing the process of retreating inward um, is twofold. It's vulnerability training and inducing positive emotions.
1: Mm, So explain. Let's go deeper on that. Why those two?
0: Yeah. So one of the ways to get out of your own head and to start actually building connection with others is to be giving to others.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: Yes. And that's where vulnerability training comes in. In order to give to others, you need to open yourself to the context of giving and to start being vulnerable so that others will reciprocate.
1: What if you struggle with that? What if that's a muscle that you rarely use? Um, how do you get yourself to be vulnerable?
0: Brene Brown's work is wonderful. Yeah. There's a very, very famous Ted talk on the power of vulnerability. I would start there and noticing feelings, you know, noticing feelings that come up of resistance. How can I give to others? How can I be vulnerable? How can I open myself in everyday life? Um, If that feels a little bit too hard and scary, I would recommend starting with inducing positive emotions. Mm -hmm. And that may sound weird right but this comes from a very famous theory called broaden and build that was put forth by barbara Fredrickson. barbara frederickson is one of the most world-renowned researchers on the effect of positive emotions and how they work and what they do for us and the broaden and build theory basically tells us that every single positive emotion like enjoyment, happiness, joy, interest, anticipation, broadens your awareness overall. It has lots of different impacts. It opens your eyes wider, you physically see more, you take in more colors, you expand your senses. You have more experiences. It encourages novel and varied thought patterns, and you're more likely to expand your context for thought and action. So when, that, when you induce positive emotions, all of this starts to spin and happen personally. But another thing that happens is you're just happier. You're more likable. Yeah. You're more affable when you're constantly inducing positive emotions, and people want to be around you more. And so in turn, what that does is build your durable social resources, which in turn takes away from things like feelings of loneliness, feelings of scarcity, and you, in fact, expand your evolutionary capacity as a human.
1: Yes, and and if you are afraid to be vulnerable, you don't have to completely... um, (laughs) put your heart on your sleeve. You can do it in baby steps. You know, we mentioned eye contact. Um, you don't, you don't, you could pursue it almost like uh, as an exercise and strengthening your vulnerability muscle. You don't have to just jump into the deep end.
0: Smiling at people yeah. on the street is a really great place to start. Walking by another human being and making eye contact and smiling Yeah, is a fantastic place to start.
1: And also, you know, the, the people that you do trust, you know, just maybe um, opening up a little more, or maybe saying something that uh, kind of scares you a little bit, you know, or telling them a story about you or how you feel, or something that isn't uh, you know, in the norm, and then you know, and then you can kind of stretch and, and also be, start to be more vulnerable with uh, other people that you're, you, know, you, you may not know that well.
0: 100%. So let's break down the science of this. What you're describing with people that you trust is engaging of in micro moments
1: mm. of
0: care and concern. That is actually the neurobiological definition of love. And these micro moments build up like vitamins in our lives. Mm. And they create this essentially feeling of love, which is the supreme human emotion that basically allows you to draw out of self-absorption and tune into others. And then from an emotional science perspective, um, you feel truly alive and most human when you're engaging in these feelings. Mm -hmm. From the Buddhist perspective, it's called loving-kindness, and this is one of the highest modes of consciousness in the noble traditions. Mm So it's, it's fascinating stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So just to recap, uh, when you're coaching someone with uh, or through loneliness, um, I almost said with, and I don't want to say with because it, it sounds like you have some kind of like disease or something. But I say through because loneliness is a feeling and it fades. Um, first, the psychoeducation, uh, you know, explaining to them what they're going through, the, uh, the science behind it, um, and then encouraging them to uh, be vulnerable uh, and even little things like smiling and eye contact, engaging with humans, putting the, their phone down. Um, what else now? Should we get into a little bit of the logistics?
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. So, you know, if number one, normalizing the experience, yes. everybody feels this way and yep. it's becoming so, so, so common in society that it's it's something that we really need to address on a large scale and then, you know, getting into the logistics of it. Number one, from a coaching perspective, is vulnerability training, naming your feelings, Mm -hmm. opening up to others. Um, Naming your feelings does so much. Number one, it gets you out of your limbic brain. When you're feeling a feeling and then you express it, it's like you release it out into the world and it leaves your body and it stops impacting you as much.
1: Yeah, it's so sad um, because just you know, coaching for the last 10 years, most people put that inside the feelings, and they just turn into the, the little pebbles in our shoes, and we just always suppress and suppress and suppress. Um, and it, it actually manifests like physiologically that's not.
0: It does. And naming, you know, a lot of this stuff that we're talking about, you can start with just yourself, Mm -hmm. even if you're just naming your feelings, either out loud to yourself or naming your feelings in your head. I feel angry. I feel sad. I feel frustrated. Um, You will release those feelings like butterflies into the world.
1: Yeah. I also love that when you're doing this, you're telling yourself that you um, exist and that you matter.
0: Yes. Yes. 100% it's validation across the board. Yeah, and then when we're talking about connecting with others in a vulnerable way and essentially engaging in loving kindness and Giving to others that can be as simple as giving a compliment to a stranger. I love you know I love your shirt. I love Mm -hmm. your dress. I love your shoes. You look great today. Thank you so much for that coffee I hope you have an awesome day all of that stuff is giving to others so that they will reciprocate back to you. And that's mm-hmm. how you build those micro moments of connection.
1: Yes. I love the word uh, build, building connection. Um, you know, the, the, the good news about the Internet, though, is it has allowed us to um, jump into communities.
0: Yes, jumping so, into communities and then getting brave and following it through yeah. with actually meeting people in real life.
1: Yeah. So almost like this idea of using the internet to um, as almost training wheels <laughs> to jump into communities and uh, and search and, and and engage online, and then you know the follow through, which is then you know meeting in in real in real life person.
0: And that can be so scary for people but I think one of the things that we've learned through our organization is that it's actually pretty freaking magical.
1: Yeah, I think it's where the magic happens is when you actually engage in real life.
0: So for those of you who don't know, uh, John and I run the Catalyst Coaching Collective. We have 500 coaches as part of our organization. We have different Facebook groups that have thousands of thousands of people in them. We have a lot of folks that connect through Instagram. And we travel all around the country and have retreats and meetups so that our coaches and the people who follow our organization can meet in real life and build on the friendships that they formed through our coach training program. And it has become what a lot of people describe as their chosen family.
1: Yeah, yes. Um, Noelle's been on one recently, uh, and I've been on many and uh, you know, it's like when when I, when I kind of pull back in and watch them observe, it almost feels like uh, they're going to some kind of uh, summer camp slash reunion, or like they've they've been uh, friends forever. Like that manifests in behavior, connection, and energy, and it's it's really mind blowing.
0: It is mind blowing, and it's so incredible the level of comfort. That exists and you know when you have a hundred and fifty life coaches in a room it's vulnerability city yeah. I mean everybody is sharing their feelings supporting each other encouraging each other and so if you're thinking about each of those micro moments of connection as the neurobiological foundation of love what happens in those rooms is literally quite literally the manifestation of love
1: yeah Guys, I've uh, experienced tons of loneliness uh, about 10 years ago, and I was just living life kind of uh, in my head and by myself, and I I know what that feels like. It felt like I was just kind of existing. It didn't feel like life, and then in the last seven or eight years, I put a lot of effort into uh, participating communities and and making friends and all of that, and it's really changed my life. So if you are struggling with loneliness, um, you could join our community, get out there. Uh, if you're coaching someone with with loneliness, uh, play this back and listen to um, this process on how to coach someone, and let's make the world a, a less lonely place.
0: Indeed, great message. Thanks so
1: much, John. Thank you. Be well.